Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us on Power Your Life. I'm Joanne White, and I hope you're having a glorious day wherever you are and remembering that you have so much within you power, information, guidance, gifts. So just remember that each day because it's important to recognize that you are powerful beyond measure. And speaking of powerful, oftentimes in our life, we go through all different kinds of relationships. And to me, everything is a relationship from business partnerships to to family relationships to marriage, children, even friends, all of that is relationships. And yet some of us have challenges with having success in relationships. And maybe it's just that one very special relationship, or maybe it's just the way we approach relationships in general. And we're really going to talk about that. So if you are creating or imposing limitations on your relationships, the time now is to stop so that you can truly build the meaningful relationships in your life and in your business. And here to help us with that is Larry Williamson. He's an author, a speaker, a master executive and relationship coach. After 30-plus years in the business sector, sector, excuse me, Larry retired early from his HR career to focus full-time on his own business, Anchored Values. He used his corporate and 15-plus years of coaching experience supporting executives, leaders, and entrepreneurs globally. Believing so many of our limits are self-imposed, Larry's approach can best be described by his incredible tagline, Embracing the vision of the tomorrow we choose to create. Larry supports his clients gaining clarity on their challenges and their opportunities, thought patterns, as well as their self-limiting beliefs and behaviors. You'll learn how to clearly create visions and move towards the life that you desire. His passion in relationships is the foundation to not only his success, but to your success. Larry's latest book, Successful Relationships, outlines how the simple things like showing appreciation and gratitude go a really long way in developing and more meaningful relationships. Welcome, Larry. How are you? Joanne, I am fine. I am excited to be here. I really appreciate the opportunity to be on your show and to share something that is not only important to me personally, but something that I hope will be very meaningful for your listeners as well. 
Wonderful, Larry. And I, I believe you will. I think you have a lot of information to offer. So let's talk about it. Because your tagline, embracing the vision of tomorrow we choose to create, you, you, you utilize it a lot, and it's something that you believe in. Can you give our listeners a, a better idea of what you mean by that and how we can go about that? Sure. Embracing the vision of the tomorrow we choose to create was actually part of a life statement, a personal life statement that I'd written for myself about 15 years ago. And the more that uh, I work with individuals, the more I begin to use that. And we really do have an opportunity to create. We are going to actually create our tomorrows. We're doing that by we created our today by the decisions we made from the past. And we certainly have an opportunity to create our tomorrows by the decisions we make today. Having some awareness and a real desire, a clear vision of where it is I want to go, and then just to make sure that as best I can that my chosen words and behaviors move me in that direction. Let's talk about that because it's that our chosen words and behaviors, our way of of dealing with other people, having relationships with other people. Why is it so important to create relationships that are meaningful? And what stands in the way of that for so many people, Larry? Well, two parts. The first one, why creating those relationships that are meaningful? As you well know, and as you said earlier, it's really all about relationships. And the relationships that we establish with other people have an opportunity to bring us a tremendous amount of satisfaction and joy uh, in our lives. So that is important through, through everything that we do. The other thing is is that, again, we, we have that choice. Oftentimes when we uh, – if you think about having conversations with others, um, the, the, I will have people that will do something or say something, and then their response is, well, I did this because – and the because often is about what something or somewhat something that someone else has said or done. And it's almost like I'm giving them the power now because of what they did. I have no choice but to respond this way. And nothing could be further from the from the truth. Another person does not control our own choices, our own behaviors. That's something that we have the opportunity to do uh, each and every exchange that we have with someone. What are some of the self-limiting beliefs that we impose on ourselves that really interfere with having those meaningful relationships that both you and I agree are so vital to to life. Okay. Oftentimes, well, in our, our self-limiting behaviors and so forth can come from our habits, attitudes, and beliefs that we may have developed earlier sometime in our life. It may be from a relationship that was not as positive as as we may have liked, I may take the lessons that I've learned from that early relationships, and I may create generalizations based upon my interaction with a particular individual or from early family experiences, whatever it might be, that if we're not careful, we'll carry those forward. 
And you'll hear people some, you know, generalize and say, well, it's always this way, or it's it's some other um, belief system that we've created just simply based upon individual experiences. And the reality of it is, is that we we cannot afford to allow our past to dictate where we go in the future. We will have these self-limiting beliefs based, again, upon some experience in the past. And if we're not careful, we carry these forward. And we then apply these beliefs to the relationships that we're going to uh, create in the future. You know, I, That causes I totally, us a lot of challenges. Right, and I totally support that. I think oftentimes mm-hmm. when we have those beliefs that are deep set that maybe – Maybe, like you said, they've come from our family, they've come from from our experiences. Oftentimes, I think that they become so habitual that if we don't reexamine them at different times in our lives, like you said, you know, th- that we, we do have the free will. We do have the, the choice to to shift them. But if we're not even looking at what they are and just kind of automatically regurgitating what we learned, whatever, that can really cause us some deep trouble. I am fascinated, so I want I want you to explain to our listeners. You've come out of this incredible background with HR and, and working in the business sector and and your own business anchored values, which still is in operation. How then did you decide and why, as there a story behind it that, that our listeners would, would love to hear about, that can tell us why you shifted to write this book that's, that's a beautiful book that's focused on successful mm-hmm. relationships and also what you're doing now with your client base in terms of, of working with them on relationships? Absolutely, I'd love to share their story, and it wasn't something that I that I necessarily set out with a plan to do. I, I had the opportunity to work with a, a lot of talented people and a lot of people that have shared a lot of insights with me over the years. I have I've spent years working in um, hospitals and the pharmaceutical industry and the service industry, and throughout that time. I developed uh, I, I developed a lot of different programs. It was kind of interesting that I had uh, an opportunity where I was with an organization of about twelve thousand people. So I had the chance to, from conversations that I had, create a lot of different courses and programs. And it seemed that there were some consistencies, whether it was individuals that I supported through leadership development in, on the corporate side or clients that I was working with through my, through my private practice. It was just interesting that the concept of relationships seemed to overlap in so many of these conversations. And I began just to take notes about certain things or, you know, things that I had learned, things that people shared with me or things that I observed. And I kept these notes. And after, gracious, 12 to 15 years, somewhere in there, I began to look at a lot of these things. And I thought, you know, this this actually would make uh, make a good book. And it really it really kind of prompted me to to gather all this stuff and put it together. 
So the book is really a compilation of things that other people have taught me throughout my life and and things that through self-examination, which is one of the most difficult for us things for us to do, <laughs> for me to look inside and think, why, why am I doing these kind of things? And and I begin to look at some of the limitations that I was putting on myself. And I and I thought about all of this, and I thought, you know what? It, it's time to just simplify things. I, I, I say in the book that. Um, you know that creating relationships we we hear so much of the negative you know you you it's easy to find an article on if it's personal relationships on divorce rates or so many programs about organizations and how uh things that we need to do to work together and you know it really boils down to some very simple principles things that if we will practice on a regular basis as you said earlier sharing um gratitude and appreciation and so forth that it's the same principles that apply regardless of what relationship we're in you know i think that's so important and i love this story because like we both know self-examination is key and like you said it's not always it's it's not always easy. It's it's kind of difficult for us to kind of look at ourselves, stand back a little bit, because you do have to do it, and you can't con- keep blaming yourself and say, oh, why did I do this? And and look, you have to be able to do it kind of compassionately, and yet see where you went wrong or where you can shift so that you are applying some kind of different rule or whatever to to yourself and to your relationships i have a question yes okay go ahead now i was going to say that you know that 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 is so true and and oftentimes these these habits and beliefs and so forth we don't even see them so along with that we have to be willing to listen to what other people are sharing uh there are many lessons that that i that i learned that as I stopped to really think throughout the years, how many people had told me this before? And I had just, it was not really what I wanted to hear. It did not go along with my belief systems. So I put up a shield. I blocked that feedback out. I say in the book that, you know, we we form a, a belief about something. And once we do, the nature of the beast is we look for things to prove ourselves right. So I'm going to listen to those things that that prove me right. I'm going to listen to people who are like-minded, who share the same things that I already believe. And the reality of it is the more I look for something, the more I'm going to find it. Well, the more I find it, it just proves me how right I was all along. <laughs> Justification is a very developed skill with a lot of us. And, you know, we do that to to make us feel that we're doing what we consider the right thing. In so many relationships, yeah. one, of the, one of the biggest challenges, and, and I coach couples too and people individually, and oftentimes when couples come in, they are complaining about when they, they – I mean, not everybody's going to get along every second of the, of the you know, the day. And oftentimes, some of the complaints are about how when they are, I'll say, fighting or having an argument, 
that sometimes there's so much cruelty or 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 comments mm. that are thrown at the other person that really can't be taken back. What's your spin on on successful conflict resolution that not only couples can do better at, but also people involved in business? All right. And you just hit a very important point when you mentioned conflict resolution, and I'll I will share with you, if I may, my my approach to that. Uh, the mm-hmm. first time that I was ever um, approached and asked to write a program on conflict resolution to teach people, I said, "Well, I really don't do conflict resolution," and then I had to explain myself. Why would I want to spend the time, energy, and effort on trying to resolve something that I likely could have prevented in the first place? So, so much of what I do in the conversations that I have, it's about conflict prevention. Resolution is important. I don't mean to, you know, to to throw that out, but conflict prevention if we think about the power of words what you just said about couples and and the the comments that they throw at each other and if we can really learn and and understand that the power of words once these words become or used in our relationship they become part of that relationship going forward so we need to really do that. We need to look inside. We need to think about these things before we say them. We need to be thinking about ourselves. When we hear these negative comments or these things that are thrown back and forth, it's typically about who? The other person, right? Definitely. So one of the Yes, and so one of the things that I that I focus so much on in the book is about personal accountability. You know, no one else is in control of the words I use. No one else is in control of my own behaviors. You know, this is something that is that I think is just simply uh, is vital. I had a gentleman. I, I shared an example one time of someone that came to me and wanted to. Uh, work with me on relationships, on on improving the marriage and so forth. And and I just don't simply do this with everyone. And I said, hey, well, let's talk a little bit and let's see if, you know, if it sounds like we're a good fit. And and after speaking with him, I said, you know, I'd love to work with you. I said, but there's one condition, that mm-hmm. being you and I will never have a conversation about your wife. And when when he questioned me, I went, well, think about this. We need to talk about behaviors, words, and actions that are within your control. And the only ones that are within your control are yours. The more time we spend talking about someone else, the less time you have to actually use to focus on yourself. It's the less it's the less amount of time that you're going to apply in self-examination. So let's look at you. And that's one of the biggest challenges we've got. You know, I, we don't need to be, if we're, if all our conversation is about someone else, the more I talk about someone else, the less I have to, I, I have to look at my own self, my own behaviors. And I think you that's know, a key component. I, I agree with you because I think we have to be aware of the power not only of our words, as you so beautifully stated, but also you talked about behavior. And some of the behavior 
is also our body language. If we are scowling at our partner and our arms are crossed against our chest, like, you know, don't stay away from me or we're, or we're snarling or whatever, we're giving a message, even if we say something nicely, we're giving a message that don't come near me, I don't like I don't like what you're saying. I'm not, I'm not going to even respond to it or accept it or embrace it or whatever. So I think the behavior piece is is also very very vital. There's a quote on your on your on the cover of your book which I want to read. I'm, I'm, okay. And I'm holding the book right now, but I think this is so beautiful. Of the regrets I might have at the end of this life, one will not be that I did not let go and give into love fully, giving and fully receiving. It is my hope that no one goes through this life without feeling this. That's beautiful. I think we all need love. We all need appreciation as well as being able to give it to other people. So let's get to that self-examination and what we need to do responsibly in terms of our actions, our words, and our behaviors, which you so aptly stated. What do I need to do? What do you you need to do? What do we need to do to be successful in a relationship with our, let's talk about our behavior for a minute. Okay. I know I'm doing a broad stroke here. No, the, listen. That's fine. And and if I and if I don't answer exactly what you have asked, please take me back. <laughs> okay, I um, will. I think that. Okay, I, I think there's several things. And again, first and foremost, we need to spend more time looking at our own behaviors. We really do. And I, I said this, but it's worth repeating. You know, my words and my behaviors are mine. I choose those. If I have a clear vision of where it is that I really want this particular relationship to go, then I need I'm responsible for the words and behaviors that I do. They're either they're either going to move me in the direction of my desired end result or they're not. And and those are decisions that that I make. That's not somebody else's responsibility. There was, and this was not original. I'd heard this somewhere before years ago, and and I use this in um, some classes that I teach. And that is that when you're having a conversation with someone else, picture a sign hanging around their neck that simply says, "Make me feel important." Mm. I love that. What you're saying. What you're saying, are you building up the other person, or are you bringing them down? I think that having a vision and having the clarity of what it is you truly want to do going forward is paramount in in building everything, the foundation that we build. When my wife and I started getting serious, I made her two promises. The first one was, you will never have a day when you question whether or not you're loved. Mm. The second one was, it would not be fair for me to say that someone before has not loved you as much as I do. But I can promise you that no one will have ever loved you more. When wow. we made those promises <laughs> like 16 years ago, and I still ask her to this day, 
You know, mm. how are we doing on those promises? Have, is there ever a time that I'm doing something that makes you feel unloved? You know, do you do you, how? And I, I I ask, and I don't know how many people make that part of their active conversations. My wife and I have been together for for 16 years, and I still um, I still ask her out for dates. I will call her up and ask her out for a date. <laughs> I love you know. That. Yeah, you, they're simple things. It's some of the simplest things that we do. Now, interestingly enough, I'm not as big as some people are on some of the major holidays. Reason being, I, I don't want there to be a day that you tell me that I have to express my my uh, my love for someone else. Oftentimes, the the bigger days, you know, things that we do, some of the big things we do is oftentimes to make up because we don't do little things on a consistent basis. And, and I think that is so important. You know, I, I, think, I yeah. think that's so important, too. I also, when, as you, were you, when you were talking in terms of these beautiful vows that you have with your wife and the promises that you made, I'm also thinking our responsibility as parents to be able to do that for our, our children as well, because oftentimes many children come out of their family dynamic feeling less than compared to another sibling. Why did Gary do that? Gary did that so beautifully. And look at you, you know, and, and where we're feeling less than we're even questioning being loved. And oftentimes those children are the ones that turn into adults and kind of mimic some of that relationship maybe even with their partners as well as whether when they have children or if they have children with children so i think it's so important that that same thing holds true for our children and and our friends how do you feel about that oh i i, I agree with you so much joanne it is it if when we think about parenting, and I certainly, uh, gracious, my kids would um, certainly back me up on the fact that I did a lot of things in parenting that I wish I had not done <laughs> or some things that I, that I wish I had done more of. But one of the, the challenges that in the personal opinion is that it becomes up this little issue of uh, control and I actually talk about this in in the chapter in commitment and control, and um, I'm paraphrasing, so I may not say it exactly the same thing. But when I think about parenting, and I think about having discussions with our children, and being able to, we're blessed to be able to be an influence on our children. And, and I wrote in here, I said that a naive parent operates under the misconception that they are in control of their children's lives and the decisions they make. That one point right there causes a lot of conflict. And I talk about how easy it is to forget that the most that we can do is be of support and have an influence. And it's such an honor when, when we can influence our children. You know, it's um, a conversation that I that I had um, with my daughter one time, and I like to talk things out. And she was very, very young, and and she was uh, frustrated a little bit, and said that you know, said Dad, I wish you'd just tell me what to do. And I said, you know, that 
my job as a parent is not to tell you what to do, but it's to help you learn how to make a decision so the day that I'm not there, you'll be able to do it on your own. That's powerful. That, <laughs> you know, and it, that's that's the whole thing, and that's one thing, and, and you would know this, that I love about coaching. It, it's Coaching is not a profession where we're going to tell somebody what to do. We ask a lot of questions. We get people to to reach conclusions for themselves. Anytime that I try to tell somebody what to do, I invite resistance. And they and it, shut they shut down. But not only that, especially with, with children and, and with coaching, as you say, we want people to be able to get to that conclusion by themselves, to own it, because that's also about accepting and acknowledging and living your own, your own power and recognizing that. And if somebody's always choosing the path or the words or the direction, you, that, that other individual, is not going to fully feel that sense of empowerment and be able to move on. What you did with your daughter gave her the opportunity to think, okay, so my my father supports me making my own decision, and, and when I do that, I get some feedback, and then I'll be able to make more decisions based on the confidence that I'm creating with this first decision or the second decision. So I agree with you. I think that's so very, very important. In your book... You talk about something called normal relationships. Is there such a thing, and what do we mean by normal? (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's that's a good question, and and I think we could probably define normal that is anything like me, right? Um, (laughs) If it's like me, it must be normal, and and I don't think there is – there is no panacea out there. Panacea. There is no one answer that is right for every situation in relationships, and that's why it's it's such a wonderful thing to to have the opportunity and the honor to be able to talk with someone and watch them come up with their own solutions and their own to discuss their own issues because there is no one normal for for everyone. Actually, At least that's, that's what I believe anyway. I believe that too. I pride myself on not being normal <laughs> because I don't, I, don't what, I don't know what normal is, but it doesn't. It sounds boring to me. So I'm being a little playful here. You talk in the yes. Day, <laughs> you talk about simple acts. Simple acts, not only with your partner, your children, in business, whatever. What? And and I totally agree. And it's in the book. And I want I want our listeners to take this away with them. What do you mean by simple acts and, and what's something we can do that exemplifies that in our relationships today, Larry? Okay. When I talk about simple acts and one of the ones that I that I do share, and, and this was just a, a very simple thing to do, but it, it turned out to be something so meaningful. And I was getting ready to leave for work one day, and we've got some rose bushes out by the by the deck. And there was one pink rose, and I have such a vision of it. And this one pink rose just stood above the others. It was just beautifully developed, and it just shined. And I looked at that, and it made me think of my wife. Mm. And 
I went and I got out of the car, went and cut the rose, and I just laid it on her car seat for her to find <laughs> later. Now that is what it, you know what it took me less than a minute to do, and to lay that on her car seat. But the way she described how it made her feel later was just oh, it, it was it was incredible. That's what I mean by simple things that let's don't get so busy with life that we overlook the simple things and the the sharing, the demonstration of care and compassion and and everything else uh, when we have an opportunity to do so. You know, it is – that can be in any relationship where – it's when someone does something or someone says something, I don't think a day should ever pass that we don't express appreciation to our partner or to those that are that are important to us. And that could be in any relationship, a work relationship or home or anything else. But I think that the demonstration of appreciation, we oftentimes, uh, I, I would hear frequently that, well, they ought to know that I appreciate them. It's not going – how? When was the last time you told them? Um, if I ask somebody, does so-and-so feel appreciated? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But then if you go ask the individual, do you feel appreciated? You may, you may get a different response. So to, to show appreciation, to show gratitude, to express it. Again, Carolyn, I never let a day go by that we don't find something that we express that we appreciate about the other one. I, I truly mean that on a daily basis. And, and that. Know, I think it's so true. Go ahead, please. I, I, I just think that that's so true. You're talking about that simple act, Larry, with the rose. And, and like you said, how many minutes did it take to do that, to even have that thought? This is, this is one way to show my wife appreciation a small act of, of love and kindness and caring, but that action, that small act went a long way in, in telling your wife, one, that you took that moment because you were thinking about her. You wanted her to feel yes. good about, about your love, about who she is, and to feel your gratitude for having her in your life. And that one act, that beautiful one, very romantic, I'll say, act, made all the difference, and it's so true. So many men and women and business people need to emulate what you do and what you say, because I think, like you said, Larry, it would go a long way to really bring the wonderful results and the wonderful relationships that I believe we all are seeking and we all are, are loving and want more of. So tell people, because I have this book, I love the cover and I love what's in the book. It's, it's an easy read and yet there are so many gems. We didn't get a chance to, to talk about all of them, but there is so much in here that's profound and yet simple that we can all understand. Tell people, Larry, how they can get a hold of this book, Successful Relationships, sharing simple behaviors that bring results, and also get a hold of you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to do that. And I can always be reached on my website, which is, again, Anchored Values. So it is www.anchored, 
A-N-C-H-O-R-E-D, values.com. Uh, my book can be ordered through the website. It is also, you can order it online through Books a Million, through um, Barnes & Noble, um, Amazon. So it's it's really available out in, in many areas. And I, I, I love feedback. I love if you if someone buys the book and you would be willing to take the time to send me your reaction to it, uh, thank you ahead of time. Uh, it, it's, uh, I love hearing from people and the impact it's had. Wonderful. Larry, give mm-hmm. our listeners one more gem that they can remember from your wealth of knowledge. Okay. Make it simple. I think people have a tendency to complicate things far more than they need to be. Um, establishing the solid relationships is not something that is as difficult as we may have thought it was or not as complicated as we may have been led to believe uh, from the things that we're told every day. Step back, break it down into the little things, simplify it, know where it is that you want to go, and then make sure that your behaviors are taking you in that direction. Wonderful. Larry, thanks so much for your wisdom, for sharing your insights with us, and for your incredible book, Successful Relationships. Have a great day. Joanne, thank you so much. I do appreciate your time. My pleasure. Have a good one. We're going to be shifting gears next week, March 15th. I have a guest, Kelly Roach, who's going to talk about how to become unstoppable in life and business. And for those of you who have been listening to Larry and his gems, it's really about taking a look at what you're putting out in the world, what you're putting out to other people, and how you're representing who you are to other people. Is it with anger? Is it with kindness? Is it with gratitude? Whatever it is, you, as Larry said so beautifully, you are responsible for your actions, your words, your behaviors, and they linger with other people for a really, really long time. So think about that and remember to really take charge of you because, as I said in the beginning, you have the ability and the power within to shift your life, to create a life that's more fulfilling for you and one that you desire. If you'd like to get a hold of me, you can go to drjoannewhite.com, D-R-J-O-A-N-N-E-W-H-I-T-E.com. Let us know about the show. Give us some feedback. As Larry said, I love to hear from you too. And remember that each and every day, even one small act of kindness or appreciation goes a long way, as Larry said, to make a beautiful difference, not only in someone else's life, but in your own. Thanks for joining us today and see you again. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit docwhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. 
Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.